and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one very sad uh, Mr. Frodo at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. Um, And joining us again today, we have our friend Brian Green uh, from Theme Park This. Hey! Hello! Um, So today we're talking about Minute 147, which starts with Sam rolling around, avoiding uh, She Loves Stinger is gross um and ends with sam saying mr frodo and kind of shaking him and looking at a dead frodo question mark yeah rest in peace frodo baggins (laughs) cross yourself rest in peace this must have been a really shocking change from the books you know like when people watch this like people must have been really surprised that they killed frodo (laughs) right oh man what a way to go. It's the most controversial change. Yeah. <laughs> right up there with cutting out Tom Bombadil. <laughs> so, this uh, this this minute is uh, probably the most uh, video gamey thing in the movies. That's why uh, Brian is here. here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was like planning the schedule and Brian was like, I want to be on your show finally. And I was like, okay. So I looked at Norman and I was like, hey, what's the most, in your opinion, what's the most like video game sequence of this movie? And he was like, uh, Sam's fight with Shelob. So- <laughs> little, little character yeah. sprite fighting giant monster. Uh-huh. Like- oh yeah. Uh, do, did y'all, did y'all ever see the Wii U demo for Legend of Zelda before it became Breath of the Wild? Like it was just a, like when they announced the Wii U, they had a, a video demo of a Legend of Zelda game that never actually came out. Did y'all ever is see that? that? The one that looks, uh, is that the one that looks an awful lot like it'd be a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time? Or is that yes, a different yeah. demo? Yes, uh, yeah. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, it, it looked sort of it's sort of Twilight Princessy, I would say. It looked like a, a pretty, like a, a pretty dark uh, just sequel, like HD. And uh, he's fighting a giant spider inside of like uh, inside of a temple. Yeah, Goma. Yes, generally the giant spider in, in Zelda games. Uh huh. This yeah, this is what this scene reminds me of is that that battle for this game that never came out. I'm always curious what in inside demos for games, unreleased games, looks like. I want to know. I want to know how much stuff they animate like that and they render that we never see. Where they're just right. like, testing stuff and like, oh, this isn't gonna work. Scrap that. Yeah. Uh huh. Because there's all kinds. That of... I don't think ever really got all that far along. I think that was just a tech demo. It yeah. was just like a proof of concept of what the Wii U was capable of, and it just. But everyone was like, "Oh, Zelda's coming!" I'm like, I don't think that's what this is. Like, oh, they Zelda didn't... game is in development. Eh, probably not. Yeah, yet. we. Didn't... Yeah, we didn't have an original Zelda game on Wii U until you know years later. Right, because uh, Skyward Sword was Wii, and then yeah, Breath of the Wild. Is there a standalone Wii U Zelda game? Nope. I mean, there's there's Breath of the Wild, which came out on both Switch and Wii U, right. but but all the uh, Wii U Zelda games are dual releases. Yep. Except for the HD Wind Waker remake, but you can yeah. get that for. Can you get that for anything else, or is that still just Wii U? Uh, just still, just Wii U. Both that and Twilight Princess HD were both just Wii U. Until... Cowards! They need, to, 
Put Nintendo finally makes me happy and puts those on Switch so I can play Wind Waker on the go. Right? Wind Waker is the best Zelda game. Thank you. Oh my god. Why aren't we better? Why, why aren't we closer friends? <laughs> I, I know that that's like a contro- controversial opinion among Zelda fans, but like Wind Waker is just, it's so chill and comforting. It's yes, so nice. It's amazing. Would I like that game? It's once you get past uh, the ill-conceived stealth mission near the beginning of the game, probably. Is that the oh, one that yeah. you were talking about where like, a bird abducts your sister? Yeah, on, on your birthday. Yep. That's so horrible! Just <laughs> <laughs> this giant bird kidnaps your sister on your birthday. Oh my god! Then you go through the forest and fight some goblins, and you're just like, what the hell is going on? This is the worst so birthday good. ever. And then you almost oh. drown and get saved by a talking boat. Oh, maybe I... I don't know. I gotta play more Breath of the Wild. <laughs> also true. Breath of the Wild is a pretty amazing game. It is. It's good stuff. But, so, that's that's like kind of far from the minute, but also is connected to something that I mentioned last week that I wanted to talk about, but I was going to save until uh, we had... Uh, until this week to talk about, mm-hmm. which is a way of looking at the conflicts uh, the or, or weaponry in this story that I hadn't even really thought about is because Sam is able to beat Shelob with Sting, there's this underlying importance on what weapons you use to fight evil in these stories because the force itself you're fighting against is so overwhelming that only specific weapons do the job. And I'm just like, that's an interesting takeaway, John Howe. Huh. Because hmm. Aragorn's, like, Aragorn's lineage is tied to an artifact weapon. Yeah. His power as king is tied to this weapon. Sting's Sting's manufacturing, it, its history as an elven blade, is what gives it power. Mm-hmm. It's like a video game weapon. It's like upgrades. My, um, uh-huh. my, my counterpoint to that is um, Eowyn. Right. Um, Because Eowyn doesn't have a special weapon. I mean, like, she herself, I guess, is the special weapon. She is the special weapon. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Spoilers or whatever. But, like, with Eowyn specifically, there is, like, the... Is it a prophecy or, like, the the riddle or whatever it is? I mean, I guess you would call it prophecy. (laughs) Loophole. No man can kill me. A woman and a hobbit, though, I guess. Yeah. That's fair game. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I guess. I guess. That's an interesting takeaway, John. How I hadn't really thought yeah. about that. The the importance of weaponry and the struggle against the evils of this story. Yeah. Because it's not simply enough to, to oppose them. All the ways in which they win their physical conflicts has something to do with someone carrying a special weapon. Hmm. And they're struggling over the destruction of a special weapon. Yeah. Or an artifact. I wouldn't call hmm. the ring a weapon. I mean, I would call the ring a weapon. I mean, it's explicitly called a weapon in the text. That's true. Boromir refers to it as a weapon of the enemy. So does Denethor. Yeah. Hmm. It gives Sauron back his power to dominate all life. Yeah. I guess because like you can't 
It's not a traditional weapon. Right. It's not holding that's in my why hand, I swinging would, it around. That's why I would classify it as an artifact. Yeah. Like a very evil item. Yeah. Grand is named after a unique weapon. Grand is named after a big freaking wolf. No, Grand is named after a Oh, weapon. right, right, right. That's Grand true. is named after Melkor's <laughs> Melkor's weapon. flail, yeah. We just talked about that. Yeah. So you also, you have the the importance of weaponry just like in other places in the story. It's interesting. It's 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 a takeaway from this that I hadn't hadn't thought about, but I guess comes from John Howe's interest in like medieval weaponry in general yeah. as an artist. I think that, um, do you think that stems from like Arthurian legend with like Excalibur and everything? Right, which is Arthur's second Yeah. Because the sword in the stone isn't Excalibur, which is something I didn't actually like realize for the longest time. Yeah, Excalibur is the one in the lake, right? Yeah. The, the uh, I can't remember what the name of the first sword is. Caliburn, I think. What really? It's it's really close. Like the the names are really close because the of the meaning of the words. Oh, I see. Like the root. Of yeah, the word. like the root words for those swords. I think they're very close. Hmm. Huh. Because the the sword that made him king is not the sword that gave him power later, which is also like him changing swords depending on the height of his power is also something that you might be able to link to Aragorn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so that's kind of an interesting, like, parallel to draw there, too, that Tolkien probably was, you know, very, very much aware conscious of. of. Yeah. So, like, I, I just think it's an interesting thing to, like, point out, and is also one of those things, like, oh, that's pretty video game logic-y. Like, oh, the, the power of weaponry against having the right weapons, or the right, the the, tools. The right tools, like the vial of Galadriel. Yeah. That's not a weapon, that's an artifact. Right. It's a tool. <laughs> I guess we're splitting hairs over here, but right, and we tend to do that. I guess <laughs> if you use it to win a fight, it's a weapon. Um. Okay, I guess. Pocket sand. Shishisha. In the in the book, I plan on using pocket sand again today in D and D. I'm very excited. Yes, <laughs> you need to gain that advantage wherever you can. <laughs> my my um, DM was very upset with me when I when I successfully argued that I should be able to use it as a bonus action. Right there, you go. <laughs> I had to be able to throw this. It's easy. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a halfling rogue. I should be able to you know both attack and throw sand out of my pocket at the same right? time. <laughs> counts as a sneak attack right pocket sand (laughs) god i miss being a halfling rogue Uh (laughs) it's so much fun last week i i dodged a fire blast and took zero damage while uh it it killed one of my one of my teammates (laughs) (laughs) that was my wife and she was not happy with me (laughs) Because I was the one who woke up the chimera by shooting it in the face. Oh, man. I'll be fine. <laughs> Twang. I was. I had, I had just gotten the ability to uh, uh, to use my deck saving throw to get zero damage. And that was, <laughs> I had just leveled up to seven. So I, did, I got to demonstrate that very well that day. I'm going to cart you away from danger. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Just go back one. Whee! <laughs> the 
the uh, this the way this fight concludes with uh, Sheila being impaled in the tummy by by Sting. The tum tum. In the, in the, uh, the, the thorax. The is, thorax. Do, do abdomen. I, abdomen. I I don't know. Spiders don't have a thorax. I I bugs are scary. Spiders have a head. I'm and with an abdomen. I'm with Blathers on this one. Bugs are scary. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like bugs. I I do like the the weird spider. Um, scream. It sounds like a baby. No, it doesn't. Don't make me feel bad. <laughs> sounds a little bit like a baby. I wasn't. Right, I was, now I need to I hear this again. <laughs> I was looking away from the screen to take a drink of water while we were watching. While you were watching the minute back, uh-huh. and not looking at it, I was like, "That sounds like a baby." It does not sound like a baby. It sounds like creepy baby Voldemort, maybe. I don't know how they made this noise, but there's. Do you think it was Fran? Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Foley artists, man. Right. But in the uh, in the books, I think it's more it's more explicit that part of the reason Sam was able to impale Shelob was because she put her weight itself down on him. Like Whereas this makes it him. look yeah, this makes it look much more solely like an act of Sam, mm-hmm. which makes him look more heroic rather than lucky. Yeah, I mean, it gives him more agency yeah. in the fight. Because in the book, I'm pretty sure it's described as him pretty much like on his back holding Sting up with she love over him and she goes to squat down and her weight is what impales her. Mm-hmm. So I just re-listened like to it. I think it sounds like a baby. Yeah, see? It sounds it, it sounds like the, uh, what are those creepy baby things from Harry Potter? The the pots. The, oh, the, the mandrakes. Things. Yes, the mandrakes. Sounds like a mandrake. No, is it Which Mandrake? is a, Mandrake. a yeah. plant baby. Mandrake. Yeah. It sounds like that. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like a baby. And it's like the initial like shriek of Sheila being stabbed. Sounds like a baby. I don't... Uh-huh. I and then like it, it's all gurgly and she backs like away. I you guys haven't been around babies for a while. <laughs> like, I've never heard a baby that sounds like that. It's a crying okay, baby. It, it, well, it's, it's clearly a... Uh, they, they've clearly morphed it, you know, but... Yeah. You, it's there. I, th- I think it's there. Yeah. Uh, I'd be really concerned that. if I heard a baby that sounded just like that, but I could I could hear the baby influences. Right, a baby just opens its mouth and there's shrieks and clicks and smacks. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> That's when you call an old priest and a young priest, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you are, but I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> some stairs right i think i saw recently a picture of a bunch of priests taking a selfie around that set of stairs oh my god that was good i saw that too that's so good it's like hey bless nice pun you're welcome I don't think I have any other notes for this minute in particular. I just, you know. Um, what is the green slime on Sam's hands? Oh, she loves blood. Okay. Definitely. But um. The, oh, actually, I do have another note. But for on this the minute. sword, it looks black. I think uh, that probably has to do with um, the MPAA and not showing um, like not showing red blood. Right. Maybe they hadn't decided but exactly if her what they were going to do. Blood is green why does it look black on the sword all these scenes were probably shots is it like each other. is it like gross spider 
guts. Pus? I don't know. Ew, ew. 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 That's such a gross well, word. She's, she's covered in, in she's covered in all these like growths and cysts. Yeah. Ew. But they probably that's probably just a matter of uh lighting, thickness on the blade, or which is then clean yeah, when he sets it down. Right? Uh, Sting is perfectly clean when he sets it down next to Frodo in the next shot. He wipes it off on his pants. Um, but it, it might also just be a continuity error between not having decided what color they were going to use for She Loves Blood mm. between these two shots. Uh, and then you just use what you filmed in places, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I think it, it looks... It's thick. It's, it's really gross. thick. It's gross looking. I've always assumed it's She Loves Blood. Um, and my other note is... That's actually Elijah Wood. That's not a dummy. No, I mean, like, it looks... She looks dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the cocoon totally looks like noodles, right? Like, oh, yeah, like dry just... ramen noodles. Yeah, it looks like ramen. Open, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe I was like... Just I don't know put them in like some hungry. hot water, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm hungry or not right now, but, like, that looks like noodles. <laughs> no, it, it looks like noodles. Okay, cool. I'm glad we're on the same page. It looks like it has the texture of dry ramen noodles. That's so gross. Is that the stuff that they used to make the sticky webs in the previous set? Or is it uh, I believe different? so. Okay. Elijah, it took hours to get Elijah Wood set up into that, and then he'd have to spend four or five hours wrapped up on set doing filming for this. Oh my god. Uh, and he was totally fine with it. And Peter Jackson commended his ability to not go to the bathroom for like ten hours. Yeah, what the heck? He should be a teacher. Oh no! Or <laughs> <laughs> and Elijah Wood jokes about, well, you know, I can just spend a really long time not blinking. So it, this was not that hard for me to do. He's so creepy. That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> He's just very good at not blinking. <laughs> He's very good at playing dead, is what you mean. Apparently. Maybe it's related to his ability to fall asleep. Like narcolepsy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Elijah Wood. (laughs) Did we have any other notes for this minute? No, I don't I don't have any more for this minute. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have me some uh, some Hobbit ramen now. (laughs) There you go. Disgusting. Some hob pot. Oh my god. That's that's a different (laughs) thing. Ramen is Japanese. I know. I know. Hot pot is Chinese. I'm just trying to think of another bun that is a noodle dish. Oh, I see. But anyway, <laughs> we're all from the website duelinggenre.com. Um, check us out there and check out some of the other dueling genre um, not movies by minutes podcasts, including Theme Park This, of which Brian is a host. Um, we also mm-hmm. have the protagonist podcast, uh, Doctor's Companions on Hiatus. I don't know when we're coming back, but there's like a backlog of like over 200 episodes if you are into Doctor Who and haven't listened to that yet. Um, and as well as our audio dramas, Geek by Night and Immunities, if you're looking for some fiction in your life. Right. Check those out. And uh, thank you, Brian, for joining us again today. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about um, Hobbit Ramen. I guess. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yum.